Welcome back. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, it's true. We're here. We're back. It's 2024 and we're up and at it again. All right. Um, this is the Forever Fuse podcast. My name is Chantel Millen. I am your host and I am just, I'm like, I'm pumped. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be sharing again and um, just, I'm just excited, guys. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, this is the place, the place where we talk about the things. We talk about marriage and relationships and Jesus especially, um, but just a place to get encouragement and be uplifted and be stretched and challenged a bit. Um, and yeah, it's just a, hopefully a good, just a good place to be. All right. Um, if you are new here, welcome. Hey, hey, welcome. Um, go back and, and catch some of the previous episodes from, from the first uh, season, if you will. Uh, it's some good stuff there, stuff that's still relevant and uh, from the Lord and prayerfully some stuff that'll bless you. And if you are not new here, again, welcome back. <laughs> um, we are, you know how we do it. We're just going to dive into the word um, here and just see what the Lord would have for us. All right. So let me just openly admit up front that uh, this that I'm going to share with you um, is something that is a glimpse into an experience that I had with the Lord um, several months ago. And it was transformational, literally for me, like it changed my life. It, it has not been the same since it gave definition to uh, the next steps in life. Sometimes we find ourselves wondering what's next. What am I supposed to be doing? etc etc and this experience with the Lord this teaching that I'm going to give you gave me answers to that <laughs> the Lord was gracious in 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 answering that that question for me in such an incredibly humbling and um amazing way and I just I pray that it provides uh, much the same for you all right I don't really necessarily I don't have like a t- a title title for this usually I have a good little title I don't really have a title for it um, but I do have a map I do have a map um, we're gonna kind of walk through I'll put the map up here we're gonna kind of walk through this map and the goal the objective of this is to take you from resources to rewards okay from resources to rewards all right um, two places get your Bibles get pen and paper you're going to want pen and paper or something to write on tablet something okay just trust me pen and paper okay um, we're gonna go to Luke 12 verse 42 all right Luke 12 42 it says and the Lord replied a faithful sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them all right and then we go to Matthew 25 verse 14 it says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Then he left on his trip. So resources, we all have them. Let's start there. Okay. Resources by definition, like Webster definition, is a stock or supply of money, materials, staff, and other assets 
that can be drawn on by a person or organization in order to function effectively, okay? We all have resources. I could give you a super long list, but we have them, okay? Knowledge, wisdom, experience, money, houses, cars, information, people, relationships, skills, land, talents, abilities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We all have resources, okay? On top of us all having them, and I hear some of you, I don't really have a resource. Yes, you do, okay? Let me just debunk, okay? Number one, if you're watching this, okay, which clearly you are, right? Otherwise, okay, <laughs> you're watching this, you're likely watching it on a phone, a tablet, a computer, okay? Likely one of those three devices. If so, that phone, tablet, computer, okay, because you had to access the internet to get to this, that same device can be used to help someone Google and, and apply for a job. That same device could probably be used to call somewhere and, and ask a question or get information. That, that same device uh, can be used to share this video. Hint, hint, <laughs> shameless plug, share this video, okay? It can be used to let someone else see this video so that they could get this same experience and hopefully grow in Christ, right? So your device, the thing you're literally using right now could be considered a resource, okay? All right, on top of having resources, um, some of us have been blessed with the opportunity to manage other people's resources. Let's say you're a case manager, okay? Um, and you, your organization gets grant money and you use that grant money to help pay someone's rent, utilities, whatever they need. That by definition is you managing someone else's resource. Okay. So we all have resources. Some of us also have the opportunity to manage other people's resources. Likely if you have a nine to five, okay. And it's, you know, you're working for someone in that way you are managing their resource in some way okay so almost all of us fall into one if not both of those categories we all have resources and many most almost all of us are possibly managing um someone else's resources so before we get too far in we need to take a moment to pause and really consider what our resources are okay um, admit to ourselves resources that have been, have been given to us. And it, it can feel weird, it can feel awkward, right, um, to, to take note of our resources. It can feel braggy or whatever, but I, 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 I promise you it is not, okay? The reason why I say it's not is because in Luke, we see where the master gives the responsibility of managing his servants to one of his faithful and sensible servants okay so the the master in looking at all his servants recognized that one of them was faithful and sensible so his faithfulness and sensibility was a resource for which the master pulled upon saw what i did there <laughs> the servant's faithfulness and sensibility was a resource that the master was able to pull from and use so 
that he could get his other servants managed while he was away. Mm -hmm. We also read where there were talents distributed according to the abilities of the ones in which they were given to. So the master had to recognize the abilities within them and he gave them talents according to that. So what am I saying to you? I'm saying to you to take a moment and give holy recognition to the resources that the Lord has given. The Lord desires for you to give holy recognition to the resources that he's given you. You still don't believe me? It's okay. In Genesis, in creation, God himself gave holy recognition to his resources, to what he made. He said, man, God saw the light that it was good. God called the dry land earth and gathering together the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. God saw everything that he made and behold, it was very good. Yes, even God himself gave holy recognition to himself for the good things that he had made. And if God himself can give himself holy recognition, we, as the good thing he's created, should absolutely give him holy recognition for all that he has blessed us with. So I want you to, literally, like right now, I want you to, on a piece of paper, pause the video, and I want you to, to take a moment to write down the things that are resources that you either have or you manage, okay? And, and, and here's the thing I want you to understand. When we give holy recognition to him for the resources he's given us, it's not boasting, it's not being arrogant. Actually, it is giving him glory. It's giving him glory for the good things that he's blessed us with. And like when we shrink away from that, when we shy away from recognizing our resources, we're actually displaying a lack of gratitude. We're actually diminishing the glory that he deserves. And we, and if we're honest, sometimes we do that. Like when people, other people want to give us holy recognition, like, oh my gosh, you're, you are, you are such a beautiful worshiper. You're such a beautiful singer. And a lot of times we want to, oh, you know, no, don't say that. Da, 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 da. Instead of giving God glory, instead of giving holy recognition to that, instead of saying, oh, thank you for that. God is just so amazing. I'm grateful to him for the gift. Like we give him recognition. Instead of doing that, we shy away and we diminish. We, we miss the opportunity to give him gratitude, right? He deserves holy recognition. So write it down. Make a list, make a list. Is it hard for you? Right, like for me, I would say like I'm good at crafting. I'm good at crafting. Um, I'm good at public speaking and I give him glory for that. I'm good at learning things quickly. Like I give him glory for that. Even just me saying those things, if like if it rubbed you like the wrong way, like if in that moment you were like, oh, I don't really like hearing, you should explore why that is. 
Like, why, why is that that I don't like hearing other people talk about what they're good at? Or why is it hard for me to admit the things that I'm good at? Because, again, as I've, I've shown you biblically, <laughs> holy recognition is of the Lord. Holy recognition. Not just, again, not boasting in and of yourself. <laughs> again, not boasting in and of yourself. But holy recognition, holy recognition is good. Again, not boasting in and of yourself. But holy recognition is good. So I want you to do it. Write down. Say, Lord, I'm good at blank. And I give you glory. Lord, I'm good at. Come on, fill in the blank. Say it out loud. Write it down. And I give you glory. Okay. I hope you did it. I really, I really, really do. Okay. Now, for the purpose of this teaching, I want you to consider this, this definition. Okay. Or another perspective of resources. Let's say that. Resources in this teaching is something that the Lord chose to grace you or us with without requiring much of us. Okay. So resources um, here, a perspective on it, is something that the Lord has chosen to grace us with without requiring much of us. All right. If I think about being good at crafting, if I think about being good at public speaking, if I think about being a quick learner, um, you know, if I think about the fact that the Lord has given me the gift of wisdom and the gift of faith um, and the gift of prophecy and the gift of speaking in tongues, I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to work hard for those things. The Lord didn't, I didn't have to work at all for them. The Lord didn't require, I guess I should say, he didn't require anything of me for those things. Like I just, was born and grew up, and as I got older, you know, those things began to expose themselves from within me, all right? Those resources, okay? Now, once we work from there, we get to the C word, complacency, okay? The definition is feeling so satisfied with our own abilities or situation that we feel like we don't need to try any harder, Complacency, feeling so satisfied with our own abilities or situation that we feel like we don't need to try any harder. Matthew 25, 45, it says, but what if the servant thinks my master won't be back for a while and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? So what we see is that as a good servant, he received the opportunity to manage the master's resources. Okay. Rather than choosing to be a better servant and do what was asked, he settled. He became complacent. He figured the master won't be back for a while, so I don't have to try really hard. I can just chill, party, do what I want to do. Here's the thing. Complacency is a dangerous place. It's dangerous, and I'll tell you why. Because we become so satisfied with ourselves that we stop relying on the Lord. We think we got everything under control. I finally found my rhythm. I finally found my groove. I, I have everything under control. Okay. The eye starts to slip in a lot and we stop relying on him. We rely on our own abilities. We, we, we've done enough. We've done enough. We, this is, it's, you know, again, we, we no longer rely on him. The place of complacency, if we're not discerning, can mimic feelings of contentment. 
Why do I say mimic? Because the word says to be content, but it does not say to be complacent. It says to be content. It does not say to be complacent. So what's the difference? Being content says, I have peace because I trust in God's resources, regardless of my current circumstance. I won't allow my current circumstance to disturb my peace. Okay, that is contentment. Content people continue their pursuit of the Lord, where complacent people do not. Let me say that again. Content people continue their pursuit of the Lord, where complacent people do not. So the question then becomes, are you content or are you complacent? I want you to ask yourself, in the place that you're in, you're feeling at peace, you feel that all is well, but ask yourself, am I content or am I complacent? Perhaps things are not well. Perhaps things are quite chaotic and all over the place and, and whatever. Yet you may have peace and that's great. But again, I want you to ask yourself, are you content or are you complacent? Are you relying on him? Are you still in pursuit of him? Or have you settled into, I've done enough. I've got this under control. I know what I'm doing. Are you content? Or are you complacent? If you're honest with yourself and your answer is content, it, you're actually content, awesome. Awesome. If, however, you're honest with yourself and the answer is that you're actually complacent, the next step is repentance. Before we can get to the rewards and all the other stuff, we need to stop and take a moment and repent. Lord, I'm sorry that I have just completely left you out of the picture. I'm sorry that I have shifted to my own power, my own will, that I've been doing this in my own strength. Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I desire to be content in whatever situation I find myself in, at peace, but still in pursuit. But I don't want to be complacent. I pray that if you find yourself in a place of complacency, that you repent to him. But then from there, you get up and you move in grace. You move forward. Don't wallow, don't have a pity party, all of that. But you move forward in grace. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop it here because I have I have more to share with you. Um, but I really do want to just give you a little bit of time to just focus here, right? To just take take some time to give holy recognition to who you are in him, the resources that he's given you, the gifts, talents, abilities, the, 
the tangible blessings, physical blessings, all of it, to give you time to give holy recognition and to practice it, to practice a life of holy recognition of, of, who, of who Christ is in you and who you are in him. And to focus on being in a place of contentment, not complacency. So do that, do that. And next time we come back, we'll, we'll finish this teaching off. All right. Like, share, subscribe, do all the things uh, so that other people can, can hear uh, the word of the Lord and hopefully be stretched and challenged and grow in their relationship. All right. Welcome back. Happy New Year. It's going to be good, y'all. I'm excited because it's going to be good. All right. Choose joy. All right. Choose joy. No matter what comes, choose joy. All right. I love you. All right. And I'll see you later. Bye.